Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Oh, we're throwing it back old school. I guess it's not that old. The guy who loved this song is pretty old, though. But he already retired. And he might be in the middle of South Dakota for all we know, but who cares? It is Nuanez now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. You already knew that, though, if you're listening on the radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things sports and pop culture every day around the great state of Montana. If you want to catch us on the TV, if you're already watching, you already know. It's SWX around the great state of Montana, statewide, every single Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. If you want to find us live, there's a Listen Live tab right on our website, 1029ESPN.com. Just click right there. You can listen to ESPN Radio 24 hours a day, including Nuanas Now, every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Regich Brothers RV phone line. Take a look at what we got in the show today. Basketball, basketball, and more basketball. Oh, yeah, and then a little bit of Grizz football as well. But it's going to be a very, very basketball-heavy show. I still, like I said, I'm old school, so I still abide by some basic tenets of life, one of which is that ladies are first. So we'll talk about ladies, the women, women's basketball across the Big Sky Conference. Segment one right here, we're going to hear from Mike Petrino. He's the head coach of the Lady Grizz. His team, they have their very first Big Sky Conference home game of the entire season. It's January 21st. That's insane that the Lady Grizz have not played a conference home game, but they haven't, and they play tonight and Saturday, 7 p.m. tonight against Sacramento State, 10 a.m. on Saturday against Sac State again, 
Uh, in, but then in segment two, we're going to take a look around the Big Sky, get some more thoughts on the Lady Grizz from Krista Redpath, who is our uh, Big Sky Conference analyst and insider. It's our second edition of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, presented by Pangea, as well as Staven Hoop, and we're happy to have them on board with us. So we'll talk about the Lady Grizz. Also, the Bobcats are hosting Northern Arizona this weekend in Bozeman, so we'll get into that a little bit, and also maybe take a look at, around the rest of the Big Sky Conference on the women's side. It's always fun to get some insight, especially because Krista knows the, the league inside and out. Segment three, we're going to hear from a really talented young lady, Christine Funk. She's our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. She's from up in Shoto, three-sport athlete, going to Montana State Billings to play volleyball. She's also done a lot of youth coaching, which is pretty impressive, and she's learned a lot from it. So we'll catch up with her. Second hour, it's all about the men, men's hoops. Grizz on the road at Sacramento State. Talk to Riley Corcoran who is the co-host of this show on Mondays and Tuesdays, as well as the voice of the Grizz. And he said the Grizz are ready. So we'll get some insight from uh, – I'll share some insight that I got from him earlier. He's going to be working. He's got to broadcast the game tonight. But Grizz are at Sac State. Bobcat men are at Northern Arizona. So we got some sound that we shared a little bit earlier in the week, but I thought it was worth sharing again from both Derek Carter-Hollinger and Brandon Whitney from the Grizz basketball team, as well as Coach Takir, Travis Takir. So we'll share that with you at the top of the hour. And then we're going to hear from Danny Sprinkle, our weekly conversation with Montana State's heads men's basketball coach. And then finally, we'll get you wrapped up a little bit of football. David Sermon is our Grizz Greats episode for this week. David Sermon was a great linebacker for the University of Montana on that 1995 national championship team and a guy that has a deep and rich football story he played here at montana one of his brothers john played at idaho one of his other brothers went all the way to the nfl played for the tennessee titans that's pete sermon and now he's been a pretty prestigious and prominent offensive coordinator for quite some time here and currently uh, with the cal bears and obviously you know the sermons from recent history as well cy sermon was a captain on the 2019 grizz a great offensive lineman. And then camden sermon was the quarterback for the missoula sentinel spartans on their way to the state championship this past fall, but we got to get into it. Lady Grizz, Sacramento State. Sac State's 0-9 so far this season. They're 0-6 in league play. Interesting tidbit here, though. Sac State is led by Tiana Johnson. You might recognize the name. She was a great volleyball and basketball player up in Kalispell, Kalispell Flathead. I've never heard of somebody from Montana getting recruited to play at Sacramento State for hoops. But she's there, and she's one of their best players. She's not just on the team. She is she is one of Sac State's best players, so that's a little bit interesting of a fold. And on the Lady Grizz side, it's basically been a big three. They've been leading the way the whole uh, season so far. The Lady Grizz are four and f- five and four, excuse me, overall, and two and two in league play. Carmen G. Feller averaging almost 17 points per game in league play. Sophia Stiles is back to full health, and she's been a great two-way player as the floor general dictating the tempo of the game, both playing point guard and being one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And then Abby Anderson has really blossomed into a legitimate uh, two-way player as well. Great rim protector and an okay post scorer last year. She's turned into a scoring force on the block. Let's get into it with a guy who knows exactly what we're talking about because he is the head coach of this team, Mike Petrino, head coach of the Lady Grizz. Happy now to welcome in Montana Lady Grizz head coach Mike Petrino. This is the beginning of what will be about 45 minutes worth of Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, but this first segment focusing specifically on the Montana Lady Grizz. Coach, we haven't spoken to you in a couple weeks. How are things? Thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you, guys. That's awesome. The coverage you're giving for uh, women's basketball in the Big Sky, that's great. It was fantastic news. I read that about what you, Chris, are doing. That's great. It is, it's been a pleasure to cover the league for as long as I have. It's actually been the thing that I've covered. Yeah. 
the longest in the Big Sky Conference. I think this is my 14th women's basketball season, and it seems, Coach, like the league just keeps getting better. I know you've been in the league now for five years, but you've always had your eye on the league as well. So what do you think of just the overall complexion of the league at this moment? Well, I think the league this year is, you know, two years ago it was loaded, right? You, you, and you do, Colter. You, you uh, call the league very well. Um, I've always been impressed with the names you know um, throughout the years of how well, how, followed, how closely you followed. Two years ago, as you know, we had that great senior class. You had, um, you know, from Martini, uh, Jace Henderson. You also had the two guards from Idaho, Pearson, Friends, and, of course, Anna Smith. I mean, it was just a loaded group. And then last year was kind of a new year, I felt like. Uh, except for Bozeman. Bozeman had a lot of senior upperclassmen, but everybody else kind of new. And then I think this year the league's just more experienced. So I think it's a, a little more experienced than last year and in that direction and um, in a good direction. So it, it is it is balanced. And with everybody's, I think records are misleading because, you know, people are in quarantine here or there or come back from an injury here or there. And, uh, you know, it's uh, and, then it, and then you buy up to do setup, right? You're playing one school twice, either on the road or at home. Um, we haven't experienced the home games yet, but we've experienced the road ones. So uh, it's definitely a unique year for sure. Montana coming off of a road trip at Northern Arizona. Lady Grizz split 183-74 on Thursday and then fell 89-76 on Saturday. Uh, but, Coach, what's what's your overall impression of your team right now? It seems as if uh, you're coming together pretty well, and that's a tough road trip, so you have to be at least somewhat satisfied with a split in Flagstaff. Well, whenever you win the first one, it's exciting because you know that um, you know we play a very good team. Uh, NU is really good. They've uh, you know they have some kids that uh, aren't playing because of COVID, but they've picked up some transfers. And you know JJ, their number three, she's a fantastic player, great offensive player, and um, plus they have the preseason MVP. And you know JJ is not only leading their team in scoring, she's one of the lead leaders. So. Um, we got the first one, which was great, and then uh, you know, offensively, I thought we did a lot of good things. Um, on Saturday, we just ran into a team that was really hot. They were really good offensively. Um, you know, we score mid seventies and shoot fifty percent from the field, and we're in position to win. But we just couldn't slow them down. So, a lot of positives to build off of, and then some things we want to take care of this week for sure. Thus far, it seems as if um, a pretty defined, at least scoring hierarchy has emerged on your team. Carmen G. Feller has been great. She's proven she can get her shot at pretty much any time she wants, create her own shot at a lot of areas on the floor. Seems like Abby Anderson has really come along offensively as well. And then, of course, Sophia Styles running the show. So, Coach, what have you thought of the, the, that trio, particularly the contributions to your offensive flow? Uh, they've been great. They've been they've a great job. Um, you know, it starts with Sophie. Sophie runs us, runs our pro, runs our um, transition game, and and then the our offense. And um, she takes great pride in getting people the ball where they can uh, do something with it. Um, you mentioned Carmen and Abby are both having fantastic offensive years so far. They're doing very good so far. Uh, Carmen has taken the most shots on our team and um, has the highest shooting percentage on our team. So whenever you have someone taking the most shots among the starters and they had the best shooting percentage. That's great. Um, she's shooting the ball, but almost 56% clip in the field. Um, Sophie's got, you know, leaders and assists. Uh, Abby's been very good scoring back the basket and faced up and, um, you know, very proud of for that. Um, Maddie's coming on, had, had probably her best offensive weekend, um, and continuously just crashing the boards. She leads us rebounding. So balanced production, um, and then we have a lot of our new kids that are coming in and 
big key contributions. So we're not perfect yet, but there's definitely some positive things to build off of, and uh, we just got to keep getting better and getting more consistent. Mike Petrino joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV Fold Line. He's the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz. And, Coach, you mentioned Maddie Schoening, and she's had such a, a bizarre career. I mean, she's been hurt for so often, but she's made such big impacts in big games whenever she seems to be healthy. And now it seems like she's back to full health. As the main senior in your rotation, how much have you guys relied on her just in terms of leadership and the spark that she brings? Yeah, you know, that's good you point that out, that, you know, not only her leadership, but she's, a, she's aggressive on the boards. Um, you know, she leads her team in rebounding. Leads their team with offensive rebounds, um, and you know gets the line. You know shooting eighty seven percent from the line. Um, so she that, that aggressiveness is helping her. Um, she has battled a lot of injuries over the years, um, but very resilient for us. But uh, our only senior um, done a great job with uh, trying to keep everybody together and and educate our new kids. Uh, been a very positive influence on us and being the all those jobs that nobody else um, likes to do, she takes pride in doing them. So very thankful for having Maddie on our team. No rest for the weary. Now Montana's back home against Sacramento State this weekend. And, Coach, under Bunky Harkle Road, Sac State has run this really unorthodox style for a long time. I don't know if they're putting as high a priority on some of the crazy goal numbers that they used to have, but they I know at one point they wanted to shoot 53s, they wanted to shoot 100 shots, they wanted to get 40% of the offensive rebounds. What's this Sac State team look like? Is it similar to sort of the haphazard style that they've employed under most of uh, Coach Harkle Road's seasons? No, they're, they're a little um, not – that level, that part, but they are, I would say, a little more efficient. Though, um, you know, they they finally getting people back. They've the first few games they're missing people, and, and uh, they've got everybody back. I watched them on film right now. I was very, very, very impressed with how they played Idaho State. Idaho State, you know, defeats our league, and and uh, you know they they kept those games um, very competitive. Um, Idaho State one had a big lead. They came back and. Um, this is a scary team for us, and you know we have to worry about us and do what we have to do. Um, you know, we we all get to play at home. It's only our third home game of the year. <laughs> um, it's the first time we've had a home game while school's in session. So, someone says, "Is it advantage playing at home?" Well, for us, not have our crowds not advantage, and then plus, they've almost <laughs> Sac State's played almost as many home games we have here in this gym. So, it'll be a unique situation for sure. But we're glad we're at home. And, and uh, no doubt that there'll be, a, there'll be a tough challenge for us. The, the travel element, on one hand, you don't have to go to a place that's going to have a hostile crowd because there's no crowds anywhere. But on the other hand, yeah. it is bizarre to travel at this point in time. I mean, I talk about that element. I mean, has it been weird you know, going, uh, traveling across yeah. the country to, to play basketball games? And what, how have your players reacted to just the challenges that are maybe different this time of year than they have been in other years? No, it's a good question. I, I think overall our players have done a really good job handling all the chaos of this year, all the change. I mean, from having games canceled to um, multiple COVID tests a week, and we're taking three tests a week. Sometimes we take more than that because our um, our leader, our captain, that uh, JC White, who's done a phenomenal job, uh, plans ahead and plays these scenarios out. Our players have done a great job, I think. I mean, they're not getting the traditional experience of being a college student. Nobody is, right? They didn't. 
Um, we we have eight new kids, so we sold, you know, in the recruiting pitch, you talk about how passionate our fans are. Well, they know how passionate they are, but they don't get to witness it at first hand. They didn't get to see football games this fall. They didn't get to, you know, they're they're living a strict protocol lifestyle where they're not going out um, or told not to go out. And, um, you know, it's been a unique situation for sure. But when you go on the road, it is, it is unique. It is unique. I mean, no crowds. Um, we feel more than anybody, I think, because both us and Bozeman have got two great fan bases, right? Two great fan bases that are, our crowds are great. It's fun for women's basketball to play in front of them. Um, whatever advantage we, both of us have there this year. Um, it's a, it's an empty gym with a lot of, uh, corporate sponsorship around the gym for the, uh, live stream. And, um, and then a lot of cardboard cutouts. So, that's what it's like. <laughs> it is amazing. I was talking to Coach Takir about this last week, and he was saying, you know, his Montana's men's basketball team has lost a pair of Big Sky games by uh, two points each. And like he was saying, so my freshmen might have been playing a little bit above their level of play if we would have had 5,000 people in here, but not so much with yeah. nobody in the crowd. So, I mean, do you think it affects young players more? Or, I mean, do you feel like it, it does cost you a bucket or two when you are at home since Dahlberg Arena is such a great home court advantage? Well, our our um, players, our crowd's amazing. I mean, I, I think Coach Bearford say thing, say thing, say the same thing about hers. Is that there's definitely an emotional lift you from our crowd. Um, it's a great atmosphere. And I, 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 you know, unfortunately, I have two games, and and one was a a game that wasn't really you know close. The other game um, was a good game. It was it was close it was back in December against North Dakota, but. I know we'll miss it. I don't miss it at key time, especially the big guy conference games. Um, but it is a unique situation. You're right. And, and, and I wish you had. Now, the good news is we have eight new kids. They don't know any different. So, really, we have six active kids that know what that crowd's like. Our eight new ones have no idea um, what's like a plan for them. So, maybe the fact that they don't know what they're missing helps. So, but there, there's no question we're our fan base. They're awesome. Now, we hear through them. I mean, there's, there's so many positive emails and messages sent to our kids and like that, which is great, but uh, we would love to have a, a, a normal game like anybody else would, right? No question. Hopefully we get there soon. Mike Petrino, head coach of the Lady Grizz, joining us on the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. And coach, specifically about Sac State, I want to ask you, this is actually sort of fascinating. Tiana Johnson, who's the starting point guard for Sac State, mm-hmm. she started 18 games last year as a redshirt freshman, and now uh, she's, I believe, leading Sacramento State in scoring this year. She's from Kalispell. She went to Flathead High School in, in Kalispell, yeah. Montana. I hadn't really followed this story. I knew she was a great player in high school. I had not realized she'd ended up at Sac State, and now here she is playing in the big sky in a place where I don't know if a Montana girl has ever played. So um, did you guys ever look at, at, at Tiana Johnson and just what's her, the overall scout on her? How key is she to Sac State this weekend? No, I think Tiana was a very good player in high school. I, I wasn't here when she was in high school. Uh, I know you know, I know Shannon and the staff talked about her before, and I think you know, part of thing about recruiting is sometimes just the timing. Issue and, and you know this covering college sports a lot of time. Um, uh, sometimes it, the timing is a lot of about recruiting, right? Is there a, a position available? Is there a need there? Is you know, or is the, the other schools have more needs there? Um, sometimes a kid wants to get away. I don't know personally what the story about Tiana um, in her journey here, but I know that she's very, I always heard great things about her uh, from previous Shannon, the previous staff about her. So uh, she's had a really good career at Sac State. She's doing really well. Um, actually, our dad, I grew up in Kalispell, so when I was leaving, he was coming in there. He's an administrator up there. And, uh, I've known 
those guys and a uh, very successful athletic family. Uh, but yeah, she's a good player. Uh, they had a couple of players that are, you know, that typical Sac State uh, aggressive, explosive type offensive players. So uh, they'll be, and I'm sure every kid who goes back to their home state wants to really uh, their best, right? Um, but uh, yeah, they got a lot. She's having a really good year for them. She's having a really good year for them. We get you out of here on this, Coach. What will be the key factors for your team this weekend, and what sort of improvements? What what area do you want to see growth in for the Lady Grizz? Uh, you know, I think the big thing we always talk about was being consistent. You know, we have some good moments there, and, and uh, being consistent. I feel like we really need to uh, win the paint area. Uh, you know, we have some good scores in the paint, but the paint doesn't mean just post players. It means how well we attack the basket, how well we get offensive rebounds. Um, how often we can be on offense and finishing plays. And then defensively, we just got to really keep the ball, get back in transition. You got to guard the dribble. They spread you out. They're in that dribble drive. They really spread you out. And uh, we have to work on containing the ball, keep it front. And then the big thing is rebounds. Um, you know, they, they shoot a lot of threes. They got to contest the arc. A lot of long shots, long rebounds. And it's not just about blocking out. It's about getting the ball. So how about we uh, contest shots from three? How about we keep the ball in front on penetration? and how well we um, pursue those rebounds, whether it's a block out and get it or get it down, will be the keys, I think. And take care of the ball, of course. So there you go. There's a long way to answer, but those are all important points. Mike Petrino, Lady Grizz head coach, his team against Sacramento State, 7 p.m. on Thursday, and then an early wake-up call on Saturday, 10 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday. You can find both those games on Pluto TV. It's channel 1056. I've gotten a lot of texts about this lately because Pluto's expanded. It used to be in the 700s. Well, now it's down in the thousands, so 1056 for the Lady Grizz games. Coach, we appreciate the time, as always, and best of luck this weekend. Hey, thank you, Colter. Thanks for your coverage of women's basketball. This is a, a great league, as you know, and something you know a lot about. So we appreciate uh, the efforts you and Chris are making. So thank you. So there you go. Mike Petrino, Lady Grizz head coach, his team hosting Sacramento State tonight, 7 p.m. Obviously, you can't go, but you can watch it on Pluto TV, channel 1056. Got to get out because we have our new segment. I guess this is the second iteration of it around the Big Sky Conference and women's hoops with Krista Redpath. We'll talk a little more Lady Grizz, talk Montana State, and talk what's going on around the rest of the league, particularly the Idaho State women off to an 8-0 and start in Big Sky Conference play. If you need a place to watch the Lady Grizz tonight, it's easy. Go check out the Silver Slipper. Sports are back. Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the action, whether it's NFL, college football, or MMA. Silver Slipper will have it on for you. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite teams, including the Grizz and Lady Grizz. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Walmart on Brooks. Check out Facebook for daily drink specials. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, presented by Pangea, right after this. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or 
or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn, also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula. Limited to one free beaker per customer. But stay two nights, January 2021. Free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing and tell them. Nuanas now sent you. Everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Hey, welcome back. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide. SWX Montana Television. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text. It's easy. 406 361 3688. That's 361 3688. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. And now it's time for what is already becoming a favorite, not only for us, but for you out there as well. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, presented by both Pangea and Staven Hoop. If you've been to Pangea, you already know it's a great restaurant. I had lunch there today. Brussels sprouts, I had to get them again. They're outstanding. But if you don't know, they have a, a speakeasy below Pangea as well. Staven Hoop, it's open from 4 to 10 p.m. Hopefully it changes soon. We'll see. They are closed Sunday and Monday, but 4 to 10 p.m., Tuesday through Saturday, and they have one of the best happy hours anywhere. Half off, all house wines, wells, brews, and bites. Same as Pangea, just a little bit of a different jingle. Let's go check out Staven Hoop right below Pangea. Krista, hello. How are you? Hello, Coulter. Glad to be here. Great. I am happy to have you as well. It's pretty crazy that we're sitting here on uh, January 21st, and there has not been a women's basketball game that's a Big Sky Conference game in Missoula yet this year. But the Lady Grizz, they are playing Sacramento State tonight. So finally, 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 Big Sky Conference actually gets underway for the Lady Grizz tonight. It's always nice to be home. So I'm sure Montana is excited to, you know, sleep in their own beds and be able to be here. As you heard off the top, we talked to Coach Mike Petrino, and I asked him just about the lack of home court advantage because, as you know very well, both as a player and a commentator, that the home court advantage in Missoula is as good as anywhere in the country, quite honestly, but certainly in the Big Sky Conference. And he said, you know what, I'll tell you later because I we haven't played a conference game at home, so it will be an interesting fold. But let's get into this matchup. Sac State, when Bunky Harkle Road first took that job, they were really good right out the gates. I think they finished second in the league his first season. Uh, had a lot of carryover players from the previous coaching staff. Fantasia Hilliard is one of the best in the league. But he employed this crazy style. And I actually wrote two different features about it because I thought it was so unique. 
Sac State used to have these goals. They wanted to force 30 turnovers. They wanted to shoot 53s in a game. They wanted to shoot 100 shots in a game, and they wanted to get at least 40% of the offensive rebounds. That has calmed down a little bit. They still play a pretty haphazard style, but they don't play that same style anymore. So, I mean, Krista, you've seen them play for a number of years. How have they changed? It seems like they're a little bit more orthodox now. They have. I mean, their system is chaotic at times. I mean, that when I talk to any coach around the big sky, they would come in with a game plan, and then you would just have to th- throw that away when you got it, you know, when you competed against Sac State because their style of play is just so different from other schools. I still think they're they're quick and fast, and they could cause some problems for Montana. They play more of a guard spread type of offense, mm-hmm. and Montana has their two bigs in Abby Anderson and Carmen G. Feller. So it'll be interesting to see the various matchup. It could play to the advantage of Montana or the disadvantage. It'll be interesting to see. Sac State played Idaho State really tough. Right. And I Idaho mean, State's undefeated right now in league play. They went on an 18-2 to two run in the fourth quarter, took the lead. They weren't able to close it out, but I think Sac State has had some glimpses. They just haven't been able to put together a consistent game. The part of Big Sky women's basketball that I think, the, the, the position I should say, that's become so prevalent is are these, these forwards that – in past years might have been just true posts, but now are true forwards. They can post, but they can also shoot from the mid-range. I think that that's part of the reason why Coach Harker Road had to kind of go away from that style because you had, you know, the Jasmine Hamases of the world or the Michaela Ferenzes of the world or, um, you know, like Carmen Gifford is kind of in that mold too where she is a four, but she can stretch the floor. She can shoot from 18 feet. And I think that when he, he, he kind of learned that when you break the press, if they could just shoot quickly – the other team was just going to get insanely high percentage shots. I mean, I remember Jasmine Hamas's senior year. I've never seen a women's basketball game like the one that was played in Bozeman. Montana State scored 118 points. Jasmine Hamas, she she had like 28 points, and she was like 12 of 14 from the floor because she was just getting her favorite shot over and over again. So I wonder if, if he maybe he gravitated away from that just because when you broke the press, the other team was basically getting a – a pretty much a hundred percent high percentage shot, right? And he always had statistical lineups, so he would base his starters on stats. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he has the depth to do that now, Coulter. This year, it's just a little bit of a different look for his roster. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Montana responds. Montana, it's been as as inconsistent scheduling wise for the Lady Grizz as anybody. They got a game in at Utah State the very first day that college basketball opened because they were supposed to open league play the very first weekend of the season. That didn't happen because the Southern Utah games were canceled. Then the the Lady Grizz had an early bye, and they were trying to get a game in with Whitworth. That didn't happen either. It was canceled, so then they had to play a, a Sunday matinee against the College of Idaho, and so... Even though we have nine games of a sample size here, I, I'm still so interested in this team because we haven't really seen them play much against like opponents. And so I think tonight will be a very intriguing game, even if Sac State is coming in without a win. Yeah, those consistencies. I just pulled out some of my notes here just in, in the cancels. You're right, Coulter. I mean, they have not had consistency of play because there's been various cancels. There's been ups and downs in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, we have Idaho State who's sitting at 8-0, and then we have Southern Utah that's only played two games. So you can see the starts and stops throughout the season for all of these teams has certainly been different. Montana State has also gone through their cancels. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the Krista Redpath right here on Nuanez Now. It is presented in part by Staven Hoop. Staven Hoop's a sweet speakeasy right below Pangea. 
I know we're all looking for something to do. It's a big space, so they're having trivia on Wednesday nights. So you can go there. You're gonna have to wear your mask. That's fine. You're gonna, but you space out and you can get some fun trivia in. I know we're all kind of getting stir crazy here. So go check out trivia every Wednesday night at Staven Hoop. Just from a, a Lady Grizz perspective, though, we've talked a little bit about kind of the big three that have emerged for Lady Grizz: Sophia Styles, Abby Anderson, and Carmen G. Feller. Uh, but just touch on each of those three. But how have you seen them improve? It seems like all three of them have taken big steps to being uh, potentially all-conference caliber players. Well, I'll have to. I have to say that Carmen G. Feller has been a prolific shooter. I mean, her shooting percentages have been crazy, and she's been shooting well from the outside and the inside. I mean, like Coach Petrino said, she's leading the team in shot attempts and also leading the team in field goal percentage. That's what you want from your leading scorer. Right, and then you have Abby Anderson that has that agility. She has the ability to take it from the high post and drive to the basket, draw a foul. They're so versatile in that high-low post. It's been um, a lot of fun to watch those two play. Sophia just battles out there. She's just a kid that grinds. She doesn't necessarily get all the stat line scores right now, but what she's doing, she's got steel, she's got her hands on passes. She does a lot of things for this a lot of things for this Montana team. So good at dictating the tempo of the game too. I mean, I think that's the lost art of playing point guard, right? And I think that we've seen it in the NBA with Chris Paul where he's gotten criticized and scrutinized a lot because he hasn't gotten to the ultimate prize. But when you talk about what a point guard needs to do, bring his team along, make a team better, dictate the tempo of the game on both sides, that's what he does so well. And now that Sophia Styles, it seems like she's revitalized both in her health and confidence, and she's doing such a great job of dictating the tempo. She has. And in game one, when they won down at NAU, there was composure, Coulter, mm-hmm, with this mm-hmm. team down the stretch. When in years past, games past, they haven't necessarily exemplified that. But there was something that was present um, with this Montana team Uh, that was really special. Now you have to look at this whole two games on the road and then you have a chance for these coaches to make adjustments. I think this is really challenging now to come back and play the same team the second time where Coach Payne can take a look at that style and say, hey, we're going to put on a press in the second game. We are going to try to just push the transition, which they did. They scored in transition a lot on Montana. So when you look at those flops of the games, it's also one of those adjustments you have to make as a coach. It, sweeps are just worth – there's gold right now. I, I think that we've seen very few sweeps. I mean, I think that what was the statistic that I got from on this week in Big Set Basketball, something like 78% of the game of the series have been split so far. And so I think that especially uh, road sweeps are going to be almost impossible, but even home sweeps are, are going to be pretty good. I mean, that's why the Montana State men right now are playing with house money because they have a road sweep on their, under their belts and a home sweep too. So we'll, we'll see if that success can continue. But um, Northern Arizona is an interesting one because last year Northern Arizona was certainly the breakout team in, in the league, no, no question. Lori Payne's done such a great job of rebuilding that, and obviously she has strong Montana ties being from Haver. But coming into this year, then all of a sudden they became kind of a darling, a team that I think that was voted second in the league. They had the preseason league MVP in Karika Rashid. But it, it, they are sitting here at 4-4. Four and four. They have a couple splits in a row, and now they have a tough road trip going to Bozeman to play the Bobcats. But what's your overall take on NAU? They, even though they were supposed to return a lot of players, it seems as if uh, they have a little bit of a new look. Well, well, it's it's true because you look at the fact that Radford and Orndoff are on the bench, and we're not quite sure exactly you know when they're going to merge back into the lineup. But those were two major players last year, along with Caitlin Malvar, who we think possibly is out for the COVID protocol this sure. year. We're not quite sure what's going on there, but they haven't skipped a beat. They've brought players right in the mix. J.J. Nakai has been playing outstanding. I think um, she's the second leading scorer in conference play during league action. All 19 points per game. She's been great. Uh, Rodabaugh, 
J.C. Bailey, I mean, when I looked at NAU in that second game, and Kyrika Rashid did go down. I hope that she's going to be okay. She's had that ongoing knee issue. She had eight points, eight points for the game, and NAU still wins. That's the preseason MVP with only eight points, and you're able to find other ways to score offensively. I think NAU has multiple weapons, and Coach Payne has alluded to that depth being helpful for them to be able to slap on that press and really get after teams. It is around the big sky in women's hoops. Chris Redpath joining me. Coulter Nuanas right here on Nuanas now presented by Pangea. Pangea's got one of the best happy hours in town, 4 to 5.30 every day that they're open. They're not open on, on Sundays and Mondays, but Tuesday through Saturday, 4, 4 to 5.30, half off house wine, all well drinks, all draft beers, including local drafts like Big Sky Byron and Kettle House and half off all appetizers. Go check out Pangea. You're going to enjoy yourself, I promise. Let's talk about the Bobcats. Bobcats are um, a very intriguing team to me because – this is a team that lost five seniors a year ago. They went from the oldest team in the league to the youngest team in the country. Trisha Binford playing, uh, count them, six freshmen, including a redshirt freshman and five true freshmen in her rotation. And the young lady that's expected to be the, the kind of the leader is a sophomore in Darian White. And uh, most of the other rotation players are sophomores as well, only one senior in Tori Martell. So uh, Montana State, I think, still has a lot of room to grow Sometimes when you watch them, they're very maddening because they're incredibly inconsistent. And sometimes when they click, they are they, they show moments of brilliance. I thought they had moments of clicking defensively against Northern Colorado in their first of two games when they won. And then they played well defensively in the second round against Northern Colorado, but they couldn't play any sort of offense. And so I think that they, they're going to they're gonna continue to strive for consistency, but uh, it seems that though their upside, though, is tremendous, right? Right. I mean, in that first um, win against Portland State, I mean, Coach Binford said that was the most complete game that they've played. And we saw Cola Bad Bear come out of the shoot, lots of energy, firing on all cylinders. Again, consistency, inconsistencies throughout the game hurt them, but they were able to prevail uh, with that win. Second time around against Portland State, they struggled at times. And, you know, Gabby Maki's been a really good inside post presence. Certainly. We also have to talk about true freshman Lexi Deaton, who came off the bench and, and gave them some good looks. I think she's a you know typical true freshman and that she, she sometimes rushes things just sure. a little bit, which I know as a player, um, you have a tendency to do that with your when you're a freshman. You think you're going to get blocked. You think a guard is going to strip you. So you're a little ahead of it, and, you, and, you, and you're kind of almost in, like, speed-up mode. But I think when Lexi Deaton gets that figured out, I mean, she gave them good minutes. Um, I think there's so many bright spots. And then you do have Darian White and Tori Martell, that one-two punch at the guard level. And Darian can break down about anyone in the big sky. I would put her up against anyone, big, little, and I know she could take them to the hole. I'm so interested to see where Darian White finds her second wind in this season because Montana State played a really difficult non-conference. Trisha Bidford wanted that for her young team, playing at Utah, at BYU, playing South Dakota State at home, playing North Dakota at home. And Derry White had, honestly, all-American caliber numbers in the non-conference. I know it was only a five-game sample size, but she was averaging about 22 points per game, five-and-a-half rebounds, five-and-a-half assists. She's in the top 30 in the country in steals. Since Big Sky play has started, she is really struggling to shoot the ball. I think part of that is because of the film. Everybody knows that she is the catalyst. And so they're throwing all sorts of box and one traps. You know, Every time she penetrates, 
it's everybody's collapsing on her, making her kick it out. And they're basically saying, hey, you're a freshman. We dare you. Make the threes. But her shooting splits are down. 28% during conference play from the floor, 28% from the free throw line. She is shooting 90% from the free throw line. Oh, so that's that's a bright spot. And she's still rebounding as good as any guard in the league, which is impressive considering she's only five foot six. But um, I think that if she can find her second wins from offensive rhythm, that will be key. You mentioned Lexi Deaton. I've been so impressed with her Missoula Sentinel product. I think – when they when she first got to campus, I thought that they might redshirt her, but because of a lot of different factors, she's not only been uh, not redshirted, but she's worked her way into the rotation, and she, I think she's been a pleasant surprise, providing a bench spark. But I want to go back to Cola Bad Bear. She's building senior product, and when she was in high school, I thought she was one of the most exciting and great players in the state of Montana. I thought it was a great get for Benford to get her. I know both Montana and Montana State really wanted her and some other schools in the big sky, too. But then she suffered this horrible knee injury. And you have to wonder, I mean, it takes a long time. You you had knee injuries, right? So, I mean, how right. long does it really take before you feel totally comfortable? Oh, I, I mean, I and I have such a soft spot for athletes that go through those knee injuries because they are really tough to recover from. Um, I think for me personally, I tore my knee twice, but it took a good year, Coulter, before I came back and actually felt like I had my step back. And uh, I just I think it's just a lot on your body to come back right away. And you're inserted into a program like Montana State where the excellence is at a certain level. You've got Blair Braxton, Madeline Smith. Those are really tough shoes to fill. And you're coming into a program that's demanding a lot and your body's not quite there. So I think we're just going to see better things out of Cola Bad Bear. I know Coach Binford even called her out in the first game saying, hey, she brought the energy and she was yep. really a huge part of our spark against Portland State. With 16 points. I think she had eight points down the stretch. I think she scored every field goal that Montana State made in the stretch run of that win last Thursday against Portland State. So, yeah, to me, I think it is just a matter of time. Right now, I think she's still playing her way back into shape, both from a confidence perspective and from the knee perspective. Only 18 minutes a game. If she can get up into that 24, 25, 26 range, I think that's what she's going to really start thriving. Well, so we got Big Sky Basketball in the state of Montana. By the way, 102.90 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Nuana is now Chris Redpath joining me in studio for our weekly Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops so we have NAU coming to Bozeman. We have Sac State coming to Missoula. But in the rest of the big sky, what else are you seeing? I mean, we talk about sweeps being worth gold, and Idaho State's got four of them in a row. That's pretty impressive. They do. So that is impressive. But I do take a look at Idaho State's schedule, and they still have to make some really tough trips. they got to go to Moscow. They've got to come up to Missoula and go to Bozeman. Those are six really tough games, yeah. Coulter, to have on the road. So it'll be interesting to see as they face – uh, the more the second half of their schedule that's going to be a little bit more difficult, how they respond. On, on one hand, there, there's two different strategies in terms of scheduling. On one hand, a lot of coaches like to play really tough non-conferences and really harden their teams. On the other hand, I know like Bobby Houck, when he had it really rolling with the Grizzlies in football in the mid-2000s, he wasn't really trying to play those FBS games. He didn't really mind if they played some out-of-conference games against D2s because, like Coach Houck said, if I can get my guys on a 6-7-8 game winning streak by the time it gets to November, we'll beat anybody. And that's how, those Montana teams, especially 2008-2009, those teams were quintessential momentum. I mean, they, they weren't going to lose to anybody. It didn't matter who they played because they were just so hot. They just believed that they could win. Right. So, I mean, from that perspective, on one hand, you could say uh, Idaho State does still have uh, some tough schedule in front of them, but 
the momentum from what they've already built could carry. That's true. And they have not lost dating back to December. So when you look at their schedule and you look at that cohesion that they have as a team, and again, they're another team that has multiple weapons. I love Diaba Conate and Dora Golish at the guard position. Um, I'm a huge fan of Estefi Ors. I think yeah. she is, you know, she's recovering from an injury. We sure. talked about her last week, and I think you're seeing her just elevate her game and really show true leadership on the floor. What's different about Idaho State the baby in past years? Because to me, I, I know my answer, but to me it seems like um, they still have the exact same trademark defensively. They look a lot different to me on offense, though. Seems like they just score the ball a lot better than they have in years Well, past. and you also have to talk about Kelly Bourne when you talk about offense for Idaho She's State. She's tough. So I, I do think they have multiple weapons. And I think what we're finding in the Big Sky Coulter is the teams that are, are one-dimensional are not able to cut it. Mm-hmm. And if you have an inside game and a guard play, and you happen to have that agile three-player mm-hmm. that can really either take it to the hole and spot up, uh, you're going to be in the mix. And I think Idaho State, we're seeing different styles mm-hmm. of play. We're not we're not just seeing them pounding it inside and just a total, you know, like an Alicia Davis, uh, Northern Colorado, which sure. honestly, I think they could give the ball to Alicia Davis a lot more. And they she should. could just do it. She could just score every time. I think she's amazing on defense. I'm diverting right now. But I think Alicia Davis is amazing on defense. She and she's a great um, shot blocker. Um, but anyway, I diverted there. But coming back to Idaho State, I think that they haven't shown that one style has been favored over the other. And they've weathered many storms uh, Mm -hmm. in games where they've been thrown adversity and certain kids haven't shot well, and they've been able to respond. I do think that that relentless uh, style of defense creates offensive opportunities. And so Coach Soboleski is all in on that defensive end. And he, you know, if his kids aren't playing defense, they're not going to play. And that reminds me a lot of Coach Selvig. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for that. You know, and it's like a, a tale of two different styles when you look at Idaho, Idaho State, because then you got Coach Newley that can just put on like a fireworks show on the <laughs> right, offensive right, end, which right. is also really fun. Um, but it's two different styles of play. Idaho State, they deserve so much credit for their ability to develop players, too, because I thought last year, Kenote, you could see the talent. But she was out of control is too harsh of a way of describing it. But she was she didn't have it re- reined in, and now you can just see the skill development in a year has been so tremendous. And I mean, Callie Bourne and Dora Golis, they're they're the same. I mean, they they went from high energy, explosive players to now really skilled shooters, and and they can create their own shot too. I think that's interesting what you said though. What what it takes in Big Sky women's basketball right now, which it is around Big Sky and women's hoops with Krista Redpath. You, you do you, you need a point guard who can penetrate, and if she can kick to a shooter, and then if you also have a post presence, that's kind of like the three that you need. And we mentioned the big three for Montana right now. They all fit that that role, right? I guess G. Fowler's not necessarily a true you know, three-point sniper, but she can knock down the three. And they do have a couple others, specifically Hannah Thurman, who can really shoot the three as well. And Jordan Schwain. Uh, and Jordan, and Jordan hit three threes in nine minutes. Yeah, Jordan Schwain you know, can, off the bench for Montana. Yeah, Jordan Schwain can definitely shoot it as well. So we, we know Montana has it. We know Idaho State has it. Who else in the league has sort of that that magic formula of the three things that you need to win in this league? I am so fascinated by our league. And I, I mean, these are questions I ask myself daily as I look at all the press releases and different games. And I think it's still too early to tell where those trends are going to go. Um, I am so impressed with the guard play around the big sky. I mm-hmm. think we have very strong guards. Gina Markson, Darian White, Conate. Yep. Um, I mean, you could just go, the list goes on. Yep. JJ Nakai. I mean, yep. you could... But where, where are the bigs going to come into that? Where, where are the kids that are going to give you that consistency right. scoring and rebounding the basketball? 
that's going to be an interesting question as we progress. It's, it's interesting to look at the standings because, I mean, Idaho State has it. Idaho has exactly what you're talking about with Gina Marks and Beyonce Bay. Um, Natalie Klinker and Montana has it. Northern Arizona has it. Montana State has it. So the one team that's in the top half of the standings that I'm curious about, and we'll get you out of here on this then, is Eastern Washington. They're sitting there at four and two. They um, they kind of limped into the tournament last year, but then they actually showed up at the tournament and, and were, were competitive. Um, but then they had a couple transfers in the offseason. I, I just had no idea what to think about what Eastern Washington might be like this year. But now here they're sitting at four and two. What's your take on the Eagles? You know, I think that anytime you have a coach like Coach Schuler, who's been there for 20 years and longest tenure coach in the league at this point, right? You know, and I listened to your um, Delaney Hodgins, who is probably one of my favorite players in the Big Sky ever. I love the way she played. Filled it up. She straight filled oh, it up. She, I'm so impressive, Coulter. Yeah, I mean, she was so impressive. She, I mean, as far as somebody that can drop drop a 40 piece on you, she might be. I mean. I can't really think of anybody else that that I've covered that that could do it quicker than her. She because she had it all. She could she could shoot the threes. She could shoot the pull ups. Everything. She, I, it, it was too bad that she didn't have a little bit more support her last two years because if they just would have had one more piece, they could have absolutely been a big sky threat when they she was there. Been there, yes. Her family's just a great family. Very dialed into Eastern Washington. You see, you know, just just great energy there. Eastern Washington. You know, they're out. They had COVID protocol this last week, so they were they didn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really dove into their roster yet to a point where I could really tell you where they're going to be. They've shown some spark on the offensive end, defensively too. I think they're still a team that's going to evolve though, and we'll have to keep our eye on them as the season progresses. Every Thursday during the 4 o'clock hour, Krista Redpath will join me, Coulter Nuanas, right here on Nuanas Now for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, proudly presented by Pangea. Pangea, right now they're open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's a great lunch spot. I've already hit it up several times uh, since they opened, and it's uh, it's awesome. You're going to really like the food. But 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., their current hours, currently closed on Sunday and Monday. Go check out Ladies Night Wednesday. Every Wednesday, 5.30 to close, half off their entire craft cocktail menu, and they are quickly becoming known for their exceptional craft cocktails. we got to get out because we have another outstanding young lady. Like I told you, it's ladies' first first hour of all women's sports here, and then in the second hour, we're getting into some of the men's Big Sky Conference action. But we have uh, a young lady from Shoto, Christine Funk, joining us. She's our Mattress Room Student of the Week. Krista, around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, is great. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you, Coulter. It's always fun. Christine Funk, Shoto High School, on the other side. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Hey, welcome back. 1290 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. Here's Nuanez Now. I am Colton Nuanez broadcasting. In the ESPN studios right here in Missoula. We took a little break because we got a little behind with the transition from the old show to the new show. But one thing we've always featured on this show, which we've been happy to do, is the Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And uh, Mattress Firm is looking for students who give 
they're all at school, at play, and in their community, whether it's math club, marching band, cheerleading, gymnastics, chefs club, football, basketball, volleyball, whatever it is, any organized event they qualify, all you got to do is go to mattress firm backslash students to nominate somebody and the student, each student of the week, they will have a feature story on SWX Montana television, as well as an interview right here on Nuanas Now. Our student of the week this week is Christine Funk. She's a three-sport athlete at Shoto High School right now in the midst of basketball season, but she's going to Montana State Billings to play volleyball next year, but she's also a burgeoning young coach. Well, happy now for one of what has become a traditional segment on this show each and every week, the Mattress Firm Student of the Week presented by Mattress Firm. And this week, we have a great one for you, Christine Funk. She's a senior at Shoto High School and a three-sport standout athlete and also maybe a burgeoning young coach herself. Christine, congratulations on your recognition, and thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. So first, let's talk with us about the sporting elements. Since this is, after all, a ESPN radio show, you're a three-sport athlete there at Shoto. You're right in the middle of basketball season right now, but you also are a volleyball player as well as a tennis player. Just take us through how maybe each sport complements each other. Do you have a favorite sport, I guess, first and foremost? Um, yes. My favorite sport is definitely volleyball. That's the sport I've really grown up playing because my mom is our coach at Shoto. So that sport has always been my favorite. Do you feel like the sports complement each other? Because it seems like maybe tennis can help you with your footwork, volleyball, you're jumping, so you have a lot of auxiliary training, and then maybe both of those things probably help you in basketball and vice versa. But how do you think the sports complement each other? I definitely think there's a lot of similarities between volleyball and tennis and how the game is played. And uh, I noticed, like, between volleyball and tennis, there's um, just aspects of the game where, uh, my sophomore year when uh, myself and one of my teammates took state in doubles, we played together on the volleyball court. So just that correlation of playing together on the volleyball court to playing together on the tennis court, that really helped. And then uh, basketball, I mean, coming in uh, good shape from volleyball season, that always helps. But I would say that volleyball and tennis are more related than basketball. It's just kind of like my other sport that I play, and I don't really see much of a connection with the other two sports. Right in the middle of basketball season, or I guess uh, the beginning, even though it should be kind of the middle, right? Because I know we had some delays early on because of the pandemic. But how's things going so far during hoop season? You're the point guard there for the Bulldogs. How's things been going early on here for you in the season? Uh, We've been doing pretty good. We have a game tomorrow against Great Falls Central, so that'll be a good matchup for us. Uh, We have a lot of guards, and they have a lot of guards, so that'll be a good game for us. We will play a non-conference game against Townsend on Saturday, and they're considerably taller than us, but it should still be a good game. And then back to hopefully some more conference games and just keep going and having fun when we play. I know everybody's happy and thankful to be playing in any form or fashion. It's I feel so um, I, I feel for all you high school athletes right now because I know it's been sort of chaotic and sort of uncertain. Um, but what, I mean, what is the, how do you stay positive? How do you stay mentally engaged when sometimes it is a little bit haphazard? Maybe you do have to wear masks more often than not. What's it been like for you as an athlete, and how have you been able to stay positive through it all? Um, there's definitely times where it's difficult. Where you're like, "Crap! Like, will I get to play my next game?" But uh, having really supportive teammates and coaches in the community where they want us in uh, in the gym and playing sports, that helps a lot. 
and like being from a small community, everyone wants us to all be active and just have a good season. And so they're really uh, safe about what they do. I know uh, our pet band is now getting to play at our next game, which will be great. And so there are extra precautions taken there. And in our school, we have precautions uh, for our student athletes to stay safe. And so that helps a lot, just having really supportive community and school and teammates and everything. Christine Funk joining us on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. She's a senior at Shoto High School, three-sport athlete, point guard for the Bulldogs right now. But I want to ask you about volleyball, Christine, because you said you grew up uh, as it, being your main sport with your mom, being the head coach there at Shoto High School. I know that's the sport you're going to pursue in college, headed to Montana State Billings, uh, signed here just this last fall there to go play at MSUB. Uh, so tell us about that experience. I mean, it must have been pretty cool for you to know that you are going to carry on uh, your sporting career on the volleyball court. It was super excited. I went to MSUB's camp this summer and just really liked the coaches and the, all the players there and really fell in love with, like, the atmosphere. And so I knew that that was, like, the right choice for me. And I'm super excited to go there. I'll get to play a DS Libero again for them because these last two years I've uh, been from a small school. I had to switch positions to a setter. So it'll be really great to get back to being a DS Libero for MSUB. And there is a show of connection at MSUB that's also a personal connection of yours as well. Alicia Breen was a great player for Shoto uh, and then went on to become a great player at MSUB as well on the basketball team. And I know that you and Alicia have worked together coaching youths and sort of mentoring kids in the community, teaching as young as kindergartners, sort of the, the ways to first get acclimated to basketball. So tell us about that experience. First of all, how did you get involved with, with Coach Breen and, and then what's it been like mentoring the young kids? So, uh, Alicia played volleyball for my mom, so I've known Alicia since I was little, and when I finally got old enough to, like, help at a camp, she had reached out and just said, hey, like, I really want you to come help, like, would you be interested? And so, I came and helped her, and it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from her, actually, too, just as I was helping the little kids, she's like, hey, like, try to do this instead, and it was like, wow, I just learned something from you while I'm trying to help these little kids. And so that was really great. I really like helping little kids learn the game. They say that maybe the best way to learn is to teach, right? And so do you feel that? I mean, you mentioned it, but do you feel it as if coaching, especially just at the most basic fundamental level, does make you better at basketball as well? I would say so. I mean, you have to really think about the fundamentals and how you're going to teach it. And I definitely think that helps. Christine Funk joining us. She is the Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And Christine, we'll get you out of here on this. You mentioned your upcoming games for basketball, but what was it, what is your overall goals uh, this year for basketball? How far do you think that you and the Bulldogs can make it? And what, what is this kind of the lay of the land for the rest of the season for this team? We are definitely a very athletic group of girls. Um, we don't have a lot of height. Um, that's always been a problem. But I think we should do well. We should do well in our conference and our division. And we'll just keep working hard and see how well we do. Christine Funk, Mattress Firm Student of the Week and an excellent three-sport athlete from Shoto High School. Christine, it's been a pleasure. Best of luck with the rest of your senior year. Congratulations again on your accolade, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Holy cow, we're on time. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television, Big Sky Men's Basketball for the whole second hour. Derek Carter-Hollinger, Brandon Whitney, Travis DeCure, Danny Sprinkle, they're all stopping by. 
Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 